Hello and welcome to the podcast. It's such a pleasure to have you listening. Let's get right to it. Kevin Kugler, voice of Fox, Big Ten Network, as they'll get fired up soon enough. And also Westwood One football coverage on the radio and Texans preseason games. I always love catching up with Kevin. And we did start off discussing the Big Ten stuff, and I asked him if he's still a part of the Big Ten Network. I, I assume so, yes. Once the Big Ten gets back, I think I'll still do basketball games and the like with them as well. Oh, that's got to be so frustrating because some of college football is playing and a lot of college football is not playing, and it's very confusing to me on a Saturday. Uh, how are you handling that part of it? We'll get to the NFL in a moment. You know, it's um, it's better this year now that I have the Fox gig on the regular basis, um, so that helps. Uh, I wasn't sure before that came up what I was going to be doing with my weekends, most weekends, yeah. other than doing a game on Westwood One. So I'm, I, uh, it is, it's very odd. What has traveling been like for you? Just a little lifestyle stuff here. And what is the pandemic like right now? And you're in Omaha, right? So what is it like where you live and, and how was it traveling to Kansas City and to San Francisco last week? You know, the travel is, is okay. I mean, there aren't as many flights. That's one of the big challenges. Um, it's just, there's just not as many flight options because airlines have cut so many routes down because they just don't have the passenger load right now. So it's a, it's a little more of a, a patience thing. You have to take some flights that, you know, maybe you didn't want to take when I came back from San Francisco. I took a 5 a.m. flight, not necessarily my first choice, but it was what was there. So that's what I took. Um, as far as where we are in Omaha, the pandemic is we're we're in pretty good shape here. It's it's just sort of hovered at a certain level. It's never really spiked to large levels. Now in Lincoln, where the University of Nebraska is, they've had the same situation as most college campuses when they brought kids back. They had a spike in cases. Uh, doesn't appear to have translated to hospitalizations or anything like that, fortunately yet. But it's the same situation there. Their cases are up here in Omaha. We're in pretty good shape. My kids are in school uh, full-time, 100% of the time in class. Football games are happening up here with fans in the stands. Um, so it's it's as close to normal as we've felt in quite a while. Oh, that's great news. Great news. Okay, so let's talk about the Texans. You saw the Texans against Kansas City. You know the Texans well, having do, done preseason games for a long time. Obviously, we didn't have any this year. Uh, and it was not a good performance on Thursday night. But what are your thoughts moving forward as you look at the Texans team? They're going to play the Ravens this Sunday. Yeah, and I think there's there's obviously a lot to build on, especially offensively. I mean, look, Deshaun's awesome. I thought David Johnson did some very nice things in his first game. He looked like he had some of the burst and the cut ability that I have seen with him over the years in this league. I was pleased for the Texans to see that he looked as good as he did. You've just got to find a little bit more consistency. And, look, I, I, maybe I'm biased because I spend time doing preseason games with you guys, but I, I've thought this all weekend long watching games, the game I called on Sunday with San Francisco and Arizona, games we watched during the day on Sunday and even Monday's games. I think the lack of a preseason has hurt in certain areas, and we've seen it manifest itself in the first week of the NFL season. Just some little things, routes that are run, some – sharpness that may have been found if you'd had a couple of preseason games. And I think that's got to reflect in what they do moving forward. I, I don't believe coaches are going to say, you know, oh, we'd rather have no preseason games. I, I think you need at least a couple of those games to try to iron out some of the things in actual game speed that we saw 
out on the field this weekend starting on Thursday night in Kansas City. What about the Chiefs? They look good to go, huh? And they have that Clyde Edwards-Alaire rookie doing what he did. They are a juggernaut right now. Uh, it's as if Andy Reid needed another toy, Mark. I mean, and then you give him a, a rookie like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and he goes out and rushes for 138 yards and looked like a combination of power back and Barry Sanders all wrapped up into one. I mean, his his smoothness as a rookie was impressive. Their offensive line, I think, is very good, and it's going to get better. Uh, I mean, and you hardly saw Tyreek Hill. I mean, that's a guy who's going to be a huge weapon for them going forward. They didn't even need him as much. That's a that's a very, very good team. And, and we knew it would be because the teams that brought back the most coming into the season, I really felt like they had a, a bit of an advantage, especially early this year. And Kansas City really brought back everybody. And I think they got better at running back with their first-round draft pick. So you take the Super Bowl champs and you make them a little bit better – it's not hard to figure out they're going to be pretty good in week one. That That's a tough matchup for any team, especially the Texans going on the road in week one with fans in the stands, tailgating in the parking lot. It was That's as close as we're going to get to normal in the NFL for a while, too, is what we saw in Kansas City with fans and tailgating on uh, on Thursday night. Kevin Kugler, Fox Sports NFL coverage, Westwood One, Big Ten Network, joining us on Texans Radio. Okay, so you went to San Francisco, or Santa Clara, I should be exact yes. here. Uh, and First of all, the air quality. We saw the images. What was it like being there for the 49ers and Cardinals, just the, the fires and, and all of that backdrop? It was it was a constant haze, just this low light. It was almost like you were in London with that low-lying fog that will roll in. If you're in the Bay Area on any normal day, it's that low-lying fog, but it wasn't fog. It was haze. And when we went to bed Saturday night, I thought it was at best a 50-50 chance we were going to play that game. There was a lot of talk coming out late Saturday night that the game was not going to be played because the air quality was going to spike. The wind changed overnight, and we actually had a much better situation than we had thought going in on Saturday night. So we were very pleased with that. Obviously got the game in. I, I was glad to see the air better because, you know, you had guys like Tevin Coleman who has the sickle cell trait and is very hampered by bad air. We weren't sure we were going to see him. We did see him on the field. He played a little for the San Francisco 49ers, but it was a tough, tough test for these guys to play in that air. They were able to do so. Thankfully, from what I've heard, no dire consequences as a result of it. But it was a touch-and-go moment on Saturday night before the game. So they had no fans, right, at Levi Stadium. Yeah. No, so what no was fans. it like? Kansas City, I thought, and and correct me if um or you know, see see if you can corroborate with this. I thought it it did feel like a game. It, it, the fans were spread out, but at least there was a buzz there in the building. The fans reacted. They made noise, actually. I mean, that many people can make some noise. Uh, how was that compared to Levi Stadium and no fans? I 100% agree with your Kansas City assessment. When I walked out of the car in the parking lot and you smell the grills going and people are throwing the football around in the parking lot, not as many as you would have, obviously, on a normal day in Kansas City. But I thought, okay, this feels like football. This looks like football. This has that feel to it. Let's go. Get inside. Fans in the stands. You know, they have the fake noise. They did not make fake booing noise. So (laughs) when the officials were getting booed, that was the actual sound from the crowd. Yeah. Uh, and so I was, it did feel like a football game. Sunday was difficult. I mean, it's just, it is very different to not have fans in a building. And it's different when you're calling a game as a play by play guy. You know, this 
we feed off the crowd and we use the crowd in our calls. If the mm-hmm. crowd is making a lot of racket, we kind of stop what we're doing to let the crowd in a little bit. And, you know, there's a 76-yard touchdown pass to Raheem Mostert. Normally on that, especially on TV, I would stop and let the crowd in and the shots of the crowd. Well, you can't do that. So right. if you lay out, it sounds like you've just decided not to talk for a while and or you've fallen asleep or something. So it was it was a different situation from that standpoint. And I, I think the game on the field was, was good. I, I think the football all weekend in empty stadiums was good, and I think TV did a good job of making sure that people watching at home didn't feel like it was – really weird, but it's just some of the natural crowd reactions that you miss that you can't make with fake crowd noise. And those are the things that you notice when you watch an old game that you miss when you're watching games like this right now. Yeah, I feel like 75% of it is still legit when you're watching the screen and you see the action on the field and you don't see the stands and you hear noise it as a tv show it still works is that your thought when you view this i i agree with you as a tv show it works when you're when i was sitting on the couch last night watching monday night football my thought was okay this doesn't really feel that different because Other than a director going and taking random crowd shots of some guy in the crowd with a goofy hat or a sign or something like that, you don't, you don't, you're not doing that now because you don't have that crowd shot. But with the background noise and say you walk into the kitchen to get a beverage and the game's on behind you, it doesn't sound any different to you when you walk out of the room. You hear the, the din of the crowd as not real as that is. You hear the announcers, you hear the action, the, the smack of the pads. All that seems to be real still because it is real. I mean, all that's happening. And uh, I I don't, as a TV show, I think it 100% works. And, look, I'm biased. As a radio broadcaster, I, I thought it worked on radio, too. I mean, I really do think yeah. doing it on the radio doesn't sound a whole lot different to somebody who's driving around listening to the game. All right, what did you think of the Cardinals? Because that was an impressive win on the road, and I still think being the road team is a disadvantage, uh, no matter what the situation is, fans or no fans. Uh, but Murray, obviously I did notice DeAndre Hopkins in that game a little bit, a little bit. And <laughs> so, they, but it was a tremendous effort by them to beat the defending NFC champions. It, it really was, and I was impressed with Arizona. I think Kyler Murray's taking a nice step from year one to year two in his reads, his progressions. Now, Look, you and I both know this. Having DeAndre Hopkins on your team helps you, and it helps a young quarterback because we saw it several times with Kyler this weekend. Throw the ball in his general vicinity. Mm-hmm. He's going to catch the football, and that's what DeAndre Hopkins did, 14 catches uh, against San Francisco. Larry Fitzgerald had several big catches as well to help out his young quarterback, and how many times have we seen that in Larry Fitzgerald's career? I mean, my gosh, the guy just keeps going. He's like the, the energizer bunny as a football player, just keeps going and going and going. And I thought he looked really good this weekend. They're a better team. That division is, in my mind, the best division in football right now. Arizona could be a, you know, I've seen projections with them as many as 10 wins. If they're, if they have 10 wins this year, they're probably a playoff contender. Seattle obviously is a playoff contender. I don't think anybody's writing off San Francisco because of the way this first game went. And don't forget the Los Angeles Rams. So, I mean, that's those are four really good teams in that division. Arizona's probably still behind the field 
But they've taken big strides. Kenyon Drake is going to be a big addition to them for a full year as opposed to coming over midseason last year. I think their defense is better. That's the team to keep an eye on. And I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. Cliff Kingsbury is a fun play caller. And Kyler Murray is going to do some ridiculous things with his legs and his arm in the course of his second year. And I think Kingsbury has the fans' favorite coach's house based on the images yes. we saw during the draft. I mean, my goodness. That's like every every young guy's dream. Every guy's dream, never mind that. Yeah, young, old, or in between. Any of us yeah. look at that house and think, well, come on, I'm not living there. Yeah, I mean, that's great. Okay, uh, who do you have this weekend on radio and on Fox? Only only TV this week. Uh, no radio game for me, so I'm I'm only uh, I'm only the TV guy this week. We've got Rams Eagles on Sunday noon Central Time on Fox. I, I'm I don't know where it's going to air yet, but um, nice matchup. Eagles have to figure out a way to not allow eight sacks this week, mm-hmm. and that's a daunting task because I'm pretty sure I haven't finished my prep yet. But I'm pretty sure Aaron Donald is an awfully good pass rusher, and <laughs> yeah. he's on the other side of that Eagles offensive line. So not going to be an easy task for uh, for the Eagles this week against the Rams, who come in feeling pretty good off of their Sunday night win, and see if they can go 2-0 and and continue to bolster up that division in the NFC West. More surprising to you, the Washington team defeating the Eagles or the Jacksonville Jaguars defeating the Indianapolis Colts? Well, you know, that's a good question. The Jaguars, I think, surprised me a little bit more only because Washington's defensive line, I think, is a real good – getting Chase Young on that, that makes them so much better. Chase Young is just a stud, and you knew he was going to have an immediate impact and did. Um, Jacksonville's win was surprising to me. Um, I was not necessarily expecting that. I was not expecting them to make some of the plays that they did in that game. We watched some of that game up in the press box on Sunday, and – that was maybe my most surprised face when I saw the results of a game. I, I did not expect Jacksonville to come out of there with a win against Indianapolis. All right, Kevin. Well, thanks so much for the time. Have fun this weekend with the Eagles and the Rams, and we appreciate it as always. Thanks, Mark. Good to talk with you. There's our buddy Kevin Kugler of Texans Preseason Games, Fox Sports with the NFL coverage, Big Ten Network, and Westwood One. Boy, he does a lot of different stuff. That's going to do it for the podcast today. A quickie is the Texans and Ravens will hook up on Sunday, 325 kick. Can't wait for that. Can't wait to catch you again on another Vandermeer's View. Have a great day, everyone, and go Texans.